Hello, welcome to Tea Time with Marcella. Grab your favorite cup of tea or the beverage of your choice and join us as we dive into today's topic. Today we have with us Sister Viola Brown speaking on Christ's Witnesses to Nicodemus, Part 1. In John, the focus, the first part, is the incarnation of the Son of God. And so we know that he was incarnate. He was begotten. He's the only begotten of the Father. And so planted into Mary's, uh, and we say Mary, but Miriam's womb, Hebrew. And so he talks about, John talks about that. Then he talks about the presentation of the Son of God. And that's where we're going to be coming through this section, the presentation of the Son of God, revelation of Christ, um, talking about the topics, the seven miracles. We're not going to talk about all of this, but this is in this graphic organizing, and this is under that part, part, the presentation of the Son of God. Okay, the revelation of Christ and the seven miracles that you might believe. It happened in Israel, and it was over just a few years, okay? So the presentation of the Son of God, we're going to be in chapter 3, and the revelation of Christ. And of course, you know that. He's talking to Nicodemus. And so we're talking, yes, the revelation of Christ. And so the Christ of John, this book represents the most powerful case in all the Bible for the deity of the incarnation, incarnate Son of God. A man called Jesus. That's taken from John 9, 11. When the blind man, they asked him, you know, how did he come see? And he said, a man <laughs> called Jesus. Because this was the issue. Messiah had been prophesied to come. 350 some prophecy. 100, 200, 300. You know, you just let your mind go. 350 some prophecies. And when it comes, boom, he's on the scene. John the baptizers in the wilderness out there. And remember, I said there's a parallel. You got the temple uh, worship going on up in Jerusalem. But he ain't up there in Jerusalem. You know, he's out here in the Jordan. And people are coming. They're supposed to be going this way up in Jerusalem. They're coming down here to the Jordan to be baptized. And so, that's what you, what you get. The institution, the worship, and the service that God instituted, now God is doing something new and different. And so a man called John, and John is a witness. So the scriptures witness, so John the baptizer is also a witness. And the Lord said he was a, a light. He was a burning and a shining light. And for a time, because, you know, John's ministry was very short. But anyway, he was witnessing. He says, one is coming. It after me is mightier than I. And his shoelaces, I'm not even worthy to unloose. Oh, hallelujah, can you imagine it? Here you are, here you're John, and God has said, you know, one on whom you see the spirit descending and remaining, that's him. They were cousins, about six months apart, and he didn't know him because God sent him into the wilderness. He was brought up in eating locusts and wild honey. Can you imagine it? Could you imagine how he looked? My goodness, they say he had a belt and wore camel's hair. Well, the priests in the temple, they had on these beautiful garbs and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. But well, here's John. We would think he was a humble living on, his, on the street or something like that. Be careful who you talk to. Listen to people. Listen to what they say. We don't know. They could be out there under the, under the uh, overpasses and stuff like that. They might be out there for a reason. 
But anyway, it's just, uh, that's, the side, that's off the side. But John, can you imagine how he looked? And he was preaching. And one day, some disciples heard him say, uh, Behold the Lamb of God. And uh, uh, Andrew and was one of the two of John's disciples who heard him say that. And he was saying that. And one day, they saw Jesus, a man walking. And John stops and he said, Look at, behold the Lamb of God. And they went after him, two of them, John, uh, Andrew, and I, I, I don't remember whether it was John at the time, but anyway, they went after him. And they said, uh, a rabbi, uh, well, Jesus looked and saw him follow him. And he says, what do you want? You know, he said, rabbi, where are you staying? And he said, come and you'll see. And some, somebody says, well, what's up? But anyway, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't know that Lord Jesus invented that phrase. What's up? <laughs> Go ahead. But, but a man called Jesus, a man, you had to start there because God has selected and chosen his body and he is of the human race. He is not outside of the human race. Satan doesn't have a body. That's why he used people. It's, well, he might have a body, but it's not like a body like we have. And he's here illegally anyway. So he used things. He used people, you know, to get. But Lord Jesus has a physical body. And when he was resurrected, his physical body is in heaven. In him dwell all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. So he has a, a body. So I want you to think about the Lord. When we sing, <laughs> let's include him in our worship because he's here. It's like, how can you be singing to him? And he, you don't know that he's here. We sing about him. We sing around him and everything like that. But he is. <laughs> and he is in heaven. And he is hearing. Oh, I tell you, that is so awesome. It's a, one of the human race, a man called Jesus. That's the only thing the blind man could say, a man. Somebody was talking to him, he couldn't see him. A man called Jesus told me to put mud on my eyes and go wash. And I did that and I received my sight. Isn't that awesome? So a man called Jesus, born of the virgin. She had to nurse him. She had to change his diapers. She had to do all the things that a mom did. A man, he grew up you know, among us. So a man called Jesus is also Christ, the son of the living God. And that's in, in John 6, 69. The deity of Christ can be seen in his seven I am statements. I'm the bread of life, uh, 635 and um, 38. I am the light of the world, 8, 12, 9, 5. I am the door, 10, 7, 9. I'm the good shepherd, 10, 11, 14. I am the resurrection and the life, 11, 25. I am the way, the truth, and the life. 14, 16. I am the true vine. 5, 1, 15, 1 through 9. The Lord was, he was, this is the revelation of who he is. And he's, he's God. He is all of this. But he wanted them to understand, I am everything you need. I am what, I'm the source that God sent in to supply your need. If you need anything, I am that. So, the seven signs that he, uh, he brought, that's from John 1 through uh, chapter 12. And then the five witnesses, and I've named two of them, one being John the baptizer, one being the scripture, the one the father is the witness, the works, Lord Jesus said, the works, the very works I do bear witness to, to who I am. And then also he said, Moses wrote about me. 
And so that the five witnesses are found in, in John 5, verse 30 through 40, also point to his divine character, who he is, the very nature of God. On certain occasions, oh, I'm sorry, on certain occasions, Jesus is, equates himself with the Old Testament, I am, or Yahweh. And for that, see John 4, 25, 26, 8, 24, 28, and 58, 13, 19, 18, 5, 6, and 8. Some of the most critical affirmations of his deity are in John 1, 1, the one we know, we quoted already, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And John 8, 58, John 10, 30, John 14, 9, and John 20, 28. And so I know I'm going fast, so this is all here. So if you want to see this and re read it later in the week or something, just come and take a picture of this, and I'll have it on, you know, find this page, and you can have that. So the God-man, okay? So this is who Lord Jesus is, his humanity, speaking of his humanity. Jesus can be seen in his weariness, four seats, his thirst, he was thirsty. Remember the woman at the well? We'll talk a little bit about that. Four seven, his dependence, 519, his grief, 1135, when he wept for Lazarus, troubled soul in chapter 12, 27, and his anguish and death in chapter 19. Okay, so that speaks of the Lord's humanity. All right, so now let's just go on over to chapter 3. And let's read this because, you know, my time is ticking away. <laughs> Christ witnesses to Nicodemus is the title that I have here. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God. For no man can do this, these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of the water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Uh, I'm sorry, marvel not that I say to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, <laughs> and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from or where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Who? Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said to him, Are you the teacher of Israel and do not know these things? Most assuredly I say to you, we speak what we know we, and testify what we have seen, and you do not receive our witness. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven, that is the one, that is the son of man who is in heaven. And he didn't say was in heaven, he said who is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the son of man be lifted up, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world, to the world, to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. 
He who believes in the Son is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that light is coming to the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light. Least his deeds should be exposed. But he, but he that does the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be clearly seen, that they may be done, they have been done in God. Amen. So John was one of the 12 disciples of Jesus. And he was the one who leaned on Jesus's breath. He said he was a disciple whom Jesus loved. So he didn't even say, I'm John and I'm writing about the, about the Christ. He just said, he, I am the one whom the Lord loved. Well, did he love the others? Yes, he did. He loved the others. But this is John's testimony about Lord Jesus of himself. I am the disciple whom Jesus loved. And it's, um, it's, you remember in Luke Acts, because Luke wrote the book of Acts also, when they were going up to the temple, John was with Peter, when he was Apostle Peter, when he was going up to the temple. So uh, John was in the inner circle, the three, um, the inner three of the circle of Jesus. So he's telling us, this is one of the conversations uh, that Jesus had with Nicodemus. And he's telling us that Nicodemus was a ruler, was the ruler of the Jews. And he came to Jesus by night. And some say, well, why did he come at nighttime? You know, some say, well, maybe, you know, um, he wanted this special time with Lord Jesus where the crowds weren't there so he can talk to him or whatever. And you might have your own, you know, thinking about why did he come at nighttime? But in the book of John, John does this with the darkness and the light. So the darkness being synonymous of sin and light being, you know, uh, the, uh, from God, the revealer of, you know, from God and light that is, it says God is light and in him is no darkness at all. No. So John does this with the light and darkness thing. So he's pointing out that Nicodemus came at night. He could have come because he got off from work and from the Sanhedrin. He was the ruler and one of my sources say that he was of the, they, they chose a body of 70 men, what God told them to do in, in the Old Covenant, the Old Testament. And judge. So Lord Jesus said the Pharisees, they sit in Moses' seat. So they were judging Israel, things religious and keeping and things civil with the Roman Empire. Because the Roman Empire was ruling over them at the time. And he says, Rabbi. So Rabbi, teacher. Uh, we, uh, uh, we know, he says. So he was not alone. So those in the, at the, in the Sanhedrin, the ruling group, they had... They were um, um, knowing about Lord Jesus, and they knew, so he wasn't alone in believing. We know you are a teacher come from God. Well, I hope that you have been encouraged and enlightened. Join us here next Saturday at 3 p.m. for part two of Christ's Witnesses to Nicodemus with Sister Viola Brown.